Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mind Body Greens Beauty Podcast, Clean Beauty School. I am your host and Mind Body Greens Beauty Director, Alexandra Engler. On this podcast, we explore beauty through the lens of well-being. And on today's episode, we are talking about Ayurvedic practices and how you can take care of yourself as a whole. And to do so, I am having on Marta Soffer. She is a well-being and Ayurvedic expert based out of L.A., she is the founder and owner of the celeb-loved Surya Spa, and I have heard such wonderful things about her. I am so excited to have her on. So without further ado, Marta, welcome. Welcome. I'm so happy to be here with you guys today and be able to give all whatever I can wisdom of Ayurveda and to have anybody excited about it because it really changed my life. So thank you so much for Lend me the opportunity to be with you guys today. On that note, you just mentioned that Ayurveda changed your life. And I was curious about how you got interested in Ayurveda and how you got into the well-being space in general. What was your journey like? My journey as of today has been so magical. The beginning of my life, it was a lot of numbers and computers. It was at the beginning, so we're talking about 30 years ago, when computers were just starting to come. Apple computers still have this, this square computer that you put like cassettes and like discs inside. <laughs> so I was working for Apple. I was working for IBM. I was working for an incredible engineering company, making some software for them. And then one day my heart gets broken. And then this family member come, not friend of my family come to my mom's place. And then he asked me, I was interested or my brother interested in going to this university in Iowa to maybe do a master's or go on and learn English. And my mom called me and I said, are you interested in doing this? Maybe you want to come and talk to him. So I went and talked to him and he explained to me what it was. I needed to learn transcendental meditation. That's one of the requirements to go to that university. So I went to the TM center and I did the lecture and it was so incredible learning about consciousness and learning about transcendence. And I said, okay, I want to learn. At that time, my life was so incredibly bata, which I now understand what it was. I was partying. I was smoking cigarettes. I was dancing, going at not at bars. I was like doing all the things like 27, 28. And then I grew up in a family that was very protective. So at that, okay. like little before that, I actually moved out of my house. So I was like going crazy. So this is a magical time when TM comes to my life and then it changed my life. I learned to meditate. And, and as soon as I learned to meditate, I started doing my technique. And then I sit down to meditate and my head was just like churning around. And I was thinking, this is not good. I don't feel great. So I went the next day to the teacher and I said, I don't think I can do this. This is just like terrible for me that I feel so dizzy and I cannot close my eyes more than five minutes and I feel not so grounded. And then he says, exactly. That's why you need to do this because this help you ground and it's going to help you take all the stress that you're going into your life. And then it's going to help you feel so much better in many ways. So no matter what, just continue doing it. Okay. I continue. You have to do when you're on TM, you have to do this for three days and yeah. then the third day you have to come back. Every day you come back. So you do three days, you have to go back to check your mantra and to check you are doing it. And you have to meditate twice a day. So I started doing it. And then 
Finally, the third day, I was able to sit down for 15 minutes with no dizziness. But then I was starting to experience, and every time I went to the TM center to meditate with the teacher, I felt this incredible transcendence and this incredible, my first flavor of what transcendence was and to get to different state of consciousness. What did it feel like? I'm so curious. It is almost like if I ask you, and this was something that I learned when I was school, we did something called the 33 lessons. And then Maharishi will talk, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi was the one that brought, one of the people that brought Ayurveda to the world and turned into meditation. So in one of the classes of the, we have to do this every year where we have to go to these 33 lessons that they were all talking about subconsciousness and consciousness and plants and how nature is so related to all, how nature is so intertwined with all mm-hmm. of our bodies. So he was saying transcendence is like, and like, like if I give you an, a question right now, I said, can you, Alexandra, can you explain to me how strawberry tastes? I suppose I would say sweet, a little tangy, but it, it's hard to capture what a really good strawberry tastes like, I suppose. Exactly. It's exactly same, the same thing. So it's something that you cannot explain with words that you can only feel when you sit down or like, for example, when you come here and then you get a, an apyanga and a shirdara and then the shirdara is when we pour the, fo- the oil in your forehead because they have the main marma poison, essential points in your body. When we do back and forth in your forehead, that is going to take you to a transcendence. So like you're still here, but you are not here. Like you're sleeping, but you are not sleeping. But you're feeling this incredible calmness and sweetness and blissful. That's the only thing I can say with words that it just takes you to this state that like 30 years ago when I was talking about Ayurveda, when I started with Ayurveda, people don't say, what are you doing Ayurveda? What's that's weird? (laughs) Or yoga. And now 30 years later, after all the work that most, a lot of the people that started with me, we started to put this outside to the world. They know what yoga is. They know what transcendence is. Because through yoga and through meditations, we have been able to, now a lot of people know what it is. Transcendence is what is feeling like, feeling feeling into not being so stressful. And like when I learned to meditate, that I was, my mind was just going so fast that it wasn't able to go back, go down to your soul, to your, what we should be carrying every day. Yeah. You said so many things that I can't wait to touch on throughout the episode, but you went through this transcendental meditation class and it was like this spiritual awakening for you, right? Yeah. And I also know that you are a woman with many different areas of study. Like you are an herbalist, you are a chef, but you specialize in panchakarma, like you noted. And I'm curious, like, how did you start expanding your horizons within the Ayurvedic space? Like, how did you start going from where you were then, this student of transcendental meditation, to this expert that you are now, which is quite expansive? Okay, so that's one of the magical starts. So magical started with transcendence and transcendence of through TM. Then I applied to the university, the Irish International University in Iowa. And I applied there and I got accepted. And then I went there, but I wasn't going to study Ayurveda. I was going to study computer science and English. Mm. And one day after I was going to the dining room and I got into the dining room and I, there was this lady that had so much oil and the smell of the oil was so incredible. And I was like, 
why is it this? Why you have so much oil? And why is it the smell? What is it? And then she said, oh, that's Ayurveda. I just did an Ayurvedic treatment of Panchakarma. All these words were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't understand. <laughs> so then I said, oh, this is very interesting. Can you talk more about it? So explain to me what it was. And then I said, oh, it was like my heart, my body was like going, you must go and do this. You must try this. I listened to that. And then I went immediately, got a, a treatment schedule. And I went and did because the university had the clinic there. And then he had school there. So I went and did the treatment. And after I left there, after the treatment, after the Bianga, which is the forehand massage, and the mm-hmm. Shurdara, which is the oil dripping in your forehead, I felt so incredible. So like, I've never felt myself before, like the way I felt right then. Then I said, I got to study this. I got to learn this to never thought about doing a business out of it. Because I was doing very well with computers. And then I said, no, I have to do this, learn for my family. When I have a family, I want to just my kids, my husband, or or even my family, I want to just teach them this incredible way of holistic medicine that Ayurveda is and how incredible Ayurveda makes every understanding the principles of the how when the doshas or the doshas are like, body elements in the body goes out of balance and then you balance them. How incredible to help people with this. And then I applied to the university for Southern Ayurveda. I graduated and then after graduated, uh, they asked me if I could come to LA for the Ayurvedic clinic that Maharishi had here in the Palisade. So I came here and I was coming only for six weeks. And during those six weeks, I helped them do things with computers to all the products that they have to be able to put them in the computers and all the shipping. And then I teach, I taught, I was training some people there and doing the Ayurvedic treatments. And during those six weeks, I met Roger, which is my husband today. We have been married for 31 years. And and then after that, then I stayed. And then Maharishi closes the clinics here in the Palisade. And then people keep calling me. Can you please come and do Bajagarma in my house? Or can you please? And then I was going to all over LA with an incredible amount of herbs and jars and oils and all these things. So I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Then we moved to this house in the Palisade. And then I started the clinic in there, the Ayurvedic Center in there. It was a one room and I started with myself. I started by myself. And then I decided that I wanted to start Ayurveda here again in Los Angeles to have a degree within Los Angeles to offer school. So it would be much easier for me to practice. So I went to the American University of Complementary Medicine and I studied Ayurveda there. And I met one of my teachers, which I started to work with him and open the center there with, I already opened it, but he came to work with me and I've learned so much and I'm so grateful for it because it was another way of seeing Ayurveda besides the way I've learned it from the school. So in that way, then I was able to combine the two types of Ayurveda that they are in, even in India, the South Indian Panchakarma and the North Indian Panchakarma and created my own. And that's what I do with preserving all the different, how would you say the word? Like traditions? The traditions, sorry. Yes, thank you. The traditions, yeah. traditional Ayurveda is and keeping all the herbs and all creeping the tradition of how to make the oils and cook them for a long time and really infusing the herbs into the oils and all the treatments, not taking shortcuts. So we do 
everything in here the way that I was taught to do. Everything we do it with so much love and so much care and every detail is there for you to make you feel amazing. So I loved how you talked about how you, what's really important to you is preserving the traditions and preserving the core of these Ayurvedic teachings. And I think that's really important and interesting to highlight because Ayurveda has entered the zeitgeist in a lot of ways and it has entered the mainstream. And usually when that happens, that means it gets diluted in some ways or it people don't necessarily honor it in the way that it has traditionally. And it can often give rise to misconceptions or misunderstandings about Ayurveda. And I'm curious, what do you think people get wrong about Ayurveda? Like, what are the misconceptions that you see people make, especially in the when they talk about it in the mainstream? Really, actually makes me really happy you ask me this. Because as you can see, like I was talking before about the Shirodara, just yeah. I'm going to talk about just one tweet, which is a very powerful treatment. That is really the main purpose of it is to really have the nervous system and settle down the body and take stress that is embedded into the tissue. But there is many different ways of doing the Shirodara. And it all depends on what is happening with you. So there is different oils that you can use. There is different temperatures that you can use. There is different mediums that you can do because you can use like herbalized water. You can use milk. You can use yogurt. You can do something called tak takadara. So if you don't really know what you're doing and then you decide to do a shirodara on someone that, for example, has too much heat and then you put hot oil in their head, no hot, warmness never should be hot. And that's what all the things that happen sometimes, that if you put too much hot or things are hot on your head, that's going to create a problem on that person. So when you see other places, like when they go here, yes, we do sure are, but it's not just putting oil in your forehead. It's really understanding what is the medium that you're going to do? What is that you're going to put on that person? That that person have too much heat. That means that person probably, if he has too much heat, is going to have too much anger. And if mm. you put too much heat into that person's head, that person is going to get more angry. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. that person is assured that there's going to be more cooling. So you really have to be aware of when you do any of these treatments, any of these oils, any of these oils that are with different herbs, they do have a really profound effect in the body. So it's important to understand why you're doing to someone's body because it's, this is something that it will change it. Not slightly, it will change it profoundly. Yeah. So it is really important to understand this. You know, what you're speaking to is this idea of personalization, which obviously Ayurveda is built around. It's it's built around this idea that we are all unique. We are these unique combination of doshas and we ought to strive for balance in our own unique ways. And I'm curious, like, how do you approach personalization with your own work? Because it takes a lot to get to know somebody and it takes a lot to get to know yourself even. So how do you go about that with within your practice? That's one of the beautiful things of Ayurveda. There's many ways of checking what is happening with you. So one of the ways that Ayurveda does it is through the pulse. And once you take the pulse, I just like take the pulse of someone and I have sometimes tell someone, oh, you are pregnant. Or even sometimes I go like, oh, you're ovulating. You need to, and you want to have a baby. You need to just go 
And I'm yeah. sitting with my husband now. That had happened. Like the other day, I went to a party with one friend of mine, and with this, and then she has come to see me, and actually did say to her, "You're ovulating. You need to just like this is the perfect time go." And then when she saw me at the party, and I was like, "Here, I want to introduce you the baby you have been made." So that no, was that's the, amazing. The satisfaction of that is so amazing. But just as a baby, but many other things that I have seen are unsealed people. It's through the polls and seeing what is the imbalance. Like, let's make an imbalance right now in our minds about the earth. Let's say it's raining and raining and raining and raining and raining. And then this is imbalance, yeah? You need the sun, you need the warmth. So it's the same thing. When things are not balanced in our body and then we keep doing and keep eating the wrong food and keep eating the wrong food, the body is going to have some manifestation. And then we're like, no, we need to change this. So when you change this and then through the poles and then you go like, you have too much heat. Don't eat the spicy food. Don't drink alcohol. Don't have all the nightshade because this is not going to help your body. And when people come here, they do the panchakarma, which is the different treatments to be able to balance the body and take the too much rain or the too much heat. Yeah. And then yeah. you balance this, then the body feels, oh, I feel so much better. Yeah. You mentioned reading the pulse, and I'm curious how somebody might be able to identify imbalances in themselves. Like, what are some things that you tell people to look out for that might be signs that they are imbalanced? Like, I'm thinking of some of the more obvious ones, like maybe trouble sleeping or maybe feeling bloated. But are there, like, what are some of the lesser known ones that you tell people to look out for? Okay, so like that will be something that I will ask someone in the consultation. When I see their pulse, I ask them, I take the pulse and I feel too much pita, too much heat. Yeah. And then I will, not the pulse, I'm like, I will ask that person and say like, oh, are you sweating at night? And that mm. person will go, oh, yes, I feel so hot. Sometimes I take my, my, all my blanket and I, I feel so hot. I have to, to sleep with the air conditioner. So that will be something that I will ask people to feel. Like if you're feeling too hot at night, you are definitely having some hormonal changes or you are drink, or you are having things that are too hot, put it inside your body. So putting too much fire in your body. So I will tell them to go and look at what is the pita diet, which will be all cooling products, all, cool, all cooling treatments, all cooling food that you can put in your body. And you don't need to have a treatment to be able to do that. The treatment will help you so much faster and Panchakarma will help you bring these things faster. But if you can do it to like really... Go and change your diet and bring the heat down. You were talking about bloatiness and not sleeping. Those are too much bad. Those are like mm. the same thing. Bloating, you see air and air. Bloating is air, yeah? You think about bloating, yeah. you feel about pain. Sleeping, non-sleeping is again air. It's your mind going, that's thinking, thinking, thinking. Uh, not oh, interesting. So what do you need to do? Things are going to be more warming because that means there's too much coldness. Fascinating. So, for example, if you, if, if that person that was actually someone that I saw this morning, that she's having a hard time sleeping, but the only thing that she has a smoothie in the mornings, she has a cold smoothie in the mornings, she has a cold smoothie at lunchtime. And then at dinner, sometimes she has like chips and nuts. And do you see all that? The chips and nuts cracky. The nuts are cracky. They're dry. That's not something to that. Because if you think about sleeping, what would you think about sleeping? something that cannot be a cold like you could not be able to sleep really well in a refrigerator 
<laughs> you will feel like maybe you can sleep really well when there's something warm. Yeah, like and comfortable. You need to be cozy. Yeah, cozy, comfortable. So you will be, it's the right environment to sleep. When something that is too cold, unless you are too hot, then you cannot sleep as well. Yeah. So like, for example, if you're sleeping, like a lot of those people that have problems sleeping, they have their feet that are really cold. So when they go to bed, it takes a long time to get warm. Sometimes not enough warmness comes into your feet. And then if you put a hot water bottle on your feet at night, and then you warm up your feet, then that's going to induce sleeping. It's going to induce the warmness, and then it's going to be the coziness, and then you're going to fall asleep. So I I love this idea. It's like, because it's very, it feels very intuitive in a lot of ways. Because that's what I realize. It's so intuitive. See, if you are too hot, if I'm too hot right now, take my sweater off and then yeah. I pull down. If I am sure. too cold, I'm just going to wear my sweater. Yeah. If I feel too sluggish, I go and do some exercise or I move my body. Yeah. Or I eat yeah. something actually that is spicy or, or hot or like right now I'm experiencing this cold. And then if I have something spicy, it's going to open all my nose and it's going to move the mucus that I have right now and it's going to help with that. Or if I drink a ginger tea or if I have some cinnamon and cloth, things are hot. That is going to make that mucus and that kapha, which Ayurveda calls about kapha, the sluggishness, and then it moves it out. So that's why Ayurveda is so beautiful on understanding your body and see how does it feel and am I feeling a cold? And then yeah. I thought, oh, have some ginger tea. And then the ginger is going to help with the mucus and it's going to move it out. And then you're going to feel better. Yeah, I. that is why I do love the teachings of Ayurveda, because I do feel like modern wellness has taught us in a lot of ways that we need to be so regimented or like track everything. And it's, I don't know, it's just, it's made taking care of yourself so confusing and so almost like out of your body in a lot of ways. And the teachings of Ayurveda truly do pull you back into yourself. And you have to know yourself in order to practice Ayurveda. So I do think that is why it is such a, an appealing healing modality. It is so magical and beautiful. And sleeping, like a lot of people have so much problems sleeping. And it is just, just you make these little changes. You massage your feet with ghee and lavender a night before you go to sleep. And that is magical. It's like how it makes your feet warm. And then the ghee helps balance the nervous system. And then you have beautiful sleep. As simple as that. Not having something cold at night before you go to bed. Something warm. And that that's going to help. Don't go and watch very violent movies or things that are too much yeah. to the nervous system. And then you will sleep so much better. There is all these magical things that Ayurveda has, all these little tricks and here and there that is going to help everyone's body feel so, so much better. Sure. We keep on mentioning Panchakarma. And yeah. I wanted to spend some time on this because I don't think a lot of people know too much about it. I myself need to learn more about it. So you are an expert in it. Can you help explain what it is and what the process is and who might be a good candidate for it? This is a beautiful question. Panchakarma is, a pancha means five. So different five actions or different five actions that we take in our bodies to take out the toxins out of the body. It's very important to understand that Ayurveda, the way it started, it was people were getting sick the first time that it was getting sick. And actually one of 
the things that said that one of the first sickness that, that people start having, it was fever. Yeah. So the Tamal Sitkas, which there was also this group of, of, of people that wanted to live longer but healthy, then they started seeking for the Sikhs. And then, so they were going to the mountains and then they will ask the sages, they will ask what to do about this. And they will come with answers. And all this was, Ayurveda was basically taught at the beginning, just like you have this, do this, take this herb. And it was all through the sages. And all this knowledge just came like that. It was so amazing. And how people were getting better just with going in there and asking the sages what were the solutions for that. And that's how all these, that's why these treatments are so magical because they were cognized through divine knowledge. That's why when, have you ever had a Shirodara? No. You should come and have one because it's really amazing. It's like really takes you to different worlds, different states of consciousness. You get out of there and then you go, what just happened to me? It's really incredible. It, It has to be something. Who would have thought that putting oil on your forehead is going to take you a different state of consciousness? You have to be something that comes from the divine. So this knowledge starts to be like that. And then people are starting to eat different things and not taking care of the body. So they're starting to, we need to balance the body. So in order to do that, then all these treatments start to come up. And then Panchakarma came to be able to take the toxins out of the body. So when you come and do Panchakarma, Asuria, or you come to any place in the world, because now there's many other places where they do Panchakarma. Then what we do is we prepare the body. When all these things accumulate into our body, we need to take them out. So Ayurveda said, listen, what we need to do is prepare the body and take the toxins every change of the season. So the first thing that you need to do is live with the season. So whatever the body, whatever the earth is growing during that season, that's what you should eat. Okay. Because if the earth is producing it for you, that's the food that you should eat. Then it says that, so every change of the season, and that's what I recommend for everyone to do. We're doing a new program that is called Panchakarma. And I'll explain to you in a second what is that. But okay. so Ayurveda says to eat certain amount of ghee. And the ghee could be herbalized or not herbalized. Depends on what you have. Or like, for example, if you want to move toxins to the brain or toxins, different ways of doing it. There's different ways of, so the ghee is like the vehicle that is going to take those toxins, move them out into your, to your truck. And then after you do some castor oil and the castor oil or do some herbal tea is going to flush those, those toxins out. Okay. And that's just the preparing of the body to come wow. and do the treatment. That's why ghee is so important for Ayurveda. So we do this process where we have four days where we have certain amount of ghee and people get gross by it. But once you do it, it's just, it's, and then you see the benefits of it, you go like, who cares? Yeah, you power through it. <laughs> you power through it. So you take, and this is what we're talking about, four days of ghee. Sometimes I have people do seven days. It all depends of what I see in the polls on where the toxins are and where in the tissue are the toxins. And this is very important to understand because it's if like in the deeper tissues, you're going to need more days of ghee. Do this, you prepare the body for four days with the ghee and then little bite, and then you eat, obviously. You, no, not obviously. You eat things that are easy to digest. So we okay. ask the people, you know, like, and then we make the food here 
a rice cereal. So we make like a rice cereal and then we make, for lunch, we make beans, which are very easy to digest with a little bit of rice and then cook vegetables that I go to the farmer's market every Sunday and buy vegetables for wow. to be quicker. And then at night we do kitchery or sometimes I have people do only kitcheries through the whole time. Kitchery is this beautiful, amazing food that when your body is not feeling well, and then you do three or four or five days of just eating that, it resets your body and then it's just like magical. And everything Correct starts. me if I'm wrong. Is this a stew? So kitchery is mom beans and rice. Okay. Uh, uh, and okay. Cooked, yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So they are very easy to make. Put them on beans and the rice and then you cook it and then it turns into like a porridge. I see. I see. And it's so magical. Tastes so good. And it's so amazing to kind of calm down your system. Mm. And then you eat this for, so the four days or five days you prepare yourself and then whatever many days of do Panchakarma. So normally I recommend people to do Panchakarma seven days to go through the seven dishes. Sure. But yeah. I have some when they're people. doing the Panchakarma, are they in LA with you? Are they? Yeah, they are in LA yeah. with me when they come here. But if they are somewhere else, they can do the home prep. And this yeah. is what I recommend. And I do also myself do this where I do the home prep every change of the season. Wow. And when you do it, it's good. If I could really have people understand what I said before about the taste of the strawberry, if I could tell people how magical it is to taste that strawberry when you actually clean yourself every change of the season, it's amazing what happens to the body. It's really yeah, to just give your body a reset. Every season. That does sound lovely. But so I'm curious about what's actually happening during the seven days. So during the seven days, we, according to your polls, when I see, so then I just like, let's say you have too much vata, too much air, too much coldness in your body. So I'm going to go to treatments that is going to be everything goes to calm your nervous system, calm your muscles, work with your hormones and calm the body, put it again, balancing that. How would I do that? First of all, we do Abhyanga. Normally, all the treatments start with Abhyanga, which is a four synchronized hand massage, the four hands massage, synchronized. And it feels, again, the way I've done it, that, that I created this, is into a way that is so synchronized and so perfect that, guess what? The nervous system let go and then you are in such an incredible state of consciousness and releasing all the, you just like feel amazing after that. So we do a Bianca and then okay. let's say you have a lot of problems with your nervous system and sleeping. You need to calm down. So then there is a treatment. It's called Pitch Chili. So this is a treatment that we do. We can make it with three or four gallons of oil and this oil has been herbalized where the herbs are going to be coming. And then we pour this oil to your entire body for about an hour and a half. Wow. And then after we put the oil in your forehead. So just you just said, wow. You said, wow, because just imagine how that it feels. It feels like, okay, I'm melted. <laughs> I'm like letting go of everything. And I'm, I'm ready to just let go and then get your nervous system totally reset. And then you feel so much better. And when you calm your nervous system, you're going to be able to sleep. And then pouring the oil on your body this way, what it does, it just creates the warmness and loses the, the coldness that it has, brings the body in balance, and you're able to sleep again. So basically, my understanding is like during these seven days, you're just doing various treatments 
to bring you back to balance while following this nutrition regimen diet that you put them on. Is there anything else that they're doing? All the different treatments. That's it. I wanted to ask about what happens after Panchakarma. Is there a aftercare protocol that you send people home with? Because I, I can imagine you don't end, end the treatments and then people go off and Go back to their normal lives. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. One of the things that normally happens is like people feel so good that they they don't want to come back to their old 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 ways. Yeah, old ways because they start understanding when, like for example, when a person is too hot and is sleeping at night and is sweating and not feeling comfortable and being angry and having problems with her mom or her wife or her husband or whatever the situation is. And when all that changes and then you see, oh, I don't have any of these patterns anymore in my life, you actually want to change. Yeah. The thing is understanding that keeping them. So one of the things that I do in the consultation is to understand that, to understand and also your body, not only what I'm saying or Ayurveda saying, it is your body making you feel that what I'm saying is what, I, what it feels like it's the right thing to do. So when people finish here and they don't have the heat anymore, and they don't have the coldness or they don't have, when they are in balance, they feel so much better and they understand that those things that they were doing, the drinking, the eating alone, the spicy food, having exercise that is just too intense, too much into the activity of like rough and tough is not good for me. So yeah. then I need to do other things. And then when they feel themselves Without all the inflammation and without all that, they go like, oh, I function so much better. And then life starts to be so much better also. Yeah. When you feel good, you it usually become the, um, a ripple effect, right? You start making yeah. changes elsewhere in your life because you see the benefits of treating your body better. So why wouldn't expand to that in other areas? Okay, so listen, the last thing I wanted to ask you about is how you take care of yourself. This is a beauty podcast and I know you have the spa and I know you're interested in skincare as well. So why don't we start with how you take care of your skin? How I take care of my skin. I unfortunately grew up with my family. We went to the farm and we played volleyball and that was fortunate actually. But I was exposed to sun a lot and laying down in the outside and then just be in the sun so much. So then I started like, okay, I'm getting older. My skin is getting drier. And then I'm starting to get some more of the brown spots. So I need to get an oil. So that's when I created my face oil. And it was so amazing. And really, all ages, people love that oil. And what is so beautiful, that all the herbs that is in there is to really balance the skin in and to bring the toxins out and to clarify the skin. Then I start getting older and more wrinkles start to come. Then my grandmother used to make this cream, the collagen cream. And then I took her recipe and put all the knowledge of Ayurveda into it. And I made the collagen cream and it's really has helped my skin and has helped so many other people. It's really popular and people, once they use it, they really like it because they see the change in the skin. Then knowing and understanding the concept of Ayurveda, the cooling and the calming and the energizing. It was very important to make the oils that it will help people depends on what they're feeling in the body. I woke up today and I feel so lethargic. Then I'm going to put some kapha oil. Oh, I feel so hot or is the summer is coming. Then I'm going to need to be cooling on my oil, my, on my body. So then I start making that. Then I make all the apyanga oils. And when people come, I make the oils especially for them. Yeah. So I take the herbs and specifically for them. Yeah, it sounds like you take care of your skin day by day, which I love. That's something that I often 
tell people to practice. When you wake up, look at what your skin needs and then address that. You don't have to stick to a regimented um, skincare routine. Yeah, exactly. And see, and also what is happening. What part of the body are you about to have your period? So you're probably going to have more pita, so more pimples. So you wonder what to do. Maybe a mask that is going to like a little green tea, green tea mask on your face. Okay, on your face to will bring that down or I'm going to cool my face with a little bit of coconut cream or something like that. Yeah, so it's like really listening to the body and see what is happening. But I created these products in order to look at yourself. What is happening? What is happening? Yeah. To I'm going to do this now. I feel today like this. So the products are there for that. I created the lip balms also for that. And last Valentine's, I made this oil for Roger for Valentine's with roses. So I got this, all these roses for my garden and I make all this rose oil and I made a very limited edition of that. And it really, people really liked it. So that became another product. It's a beautiful rose oil. I'm going to send you some so you can try it. Oh, I can't wait. It is. People really like it. So we have all that. And then I, and then I have so many other products like the lattice that they sell a proper which are all made with mushrooms and they are made with different herbs that helps the brain or the whole body or have one with the turmeric, the bread, which is coming to the market again. We haven't some problems with the kitchen. The bread, something that I created 20 years ago, almond butter as almond and coconut flour. And it has all the different herbs for bata, pita, kafa, and I have a vegan one. And people really like it. They call it the spa bread. And so I created that. So I, all the products and everything that I have created is to really help people go through all the different stages of life that I have been through yeah. to be able to put Ayurveda in there for you. Yeah. And then the last thing I'd like to ask people is how they take care of themselves as a whole. And I kind of leave this up to people's interpretation because ever, how people take care of themselves is so different and what people consider self-care is so different, right? Some people might consider it meditation while others consider it getting a massage. So what's kind of your well-being must-have? Okay, must-have. So every day, the first thing I scrape my tongue, first thing in the morning, okay. that is important to take the toxins I'm not putting back into your body. The next thing that I, that I do is just wash my eyes. So because sight for me is very important. So I wash them with Trifala, which is an incredible herb from Ayurveda. I wash them. They sing, but the, that they, they have kept me. I'm 61 right now. I don't wear glasses, so I'm really proud of that, and I'm proud of the magic of Ayurveda and that helping with that. And then after that, meditation. So meditation is very important for me because of that's how I was guided to this in my life and and changed my life after I learned to meditate. So I meditate every day in the morning for 45 minutes and 45 minutes in the afternoon. Wow. I do it every day. My kids do it. My husband does it too. And everybody in, in Surya that have come here, they learn to meditate as part of being in the group of all of us. Okay. Then after I meditate, then comes the part of taking care of my body. So I do dry brush or I do something called Garshana, which is a seal glove that I activate the circulation in my body and move the toxins that the body has not been able to take them out. Then I do an oil massage. Then I put Abhyanga. I do an oil massage every day. And then I put oil in my hair at least once a month or twice a month. And then I just wash my hair. And then that really helps to be beautiful. 
and I make this beautiful hair oil that I've been using for a while that helps prevent gray hair. So I, I love that oil. So I, I do that. And then after I do that, Bianca, then I take a shower, then I get ready, then I have breakfast. And then at night, again, then I do a liberal massage, wash my face, and then I guess I put my face oil and my collagen cream. I do that every day in the morning and in there at night before I go to bed. That sounds like a delightful morning and evening routine. And you are somebody who very clearly is very passionate about what they do. And I loved hearing all about your work and your journey and how you take care of yourself and some of the really special treatments that you offer. And I felt like I learned so much and I'm so thrilled to be introduced to Pancha Karma. So thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you for inviting me. And I really hope that this will help a lot of people. That will make me really happy. I think it will. So thanks for joining. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. For more beauty content from the team at MindBuddyGreen, you can always read along with our content at mindbuddygreen.com, follow us on social media, and of course, tune into next week's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to rate and review us. And if you ever want to reach out with questions or insights or thoughts, you can find me on Instagram at Alex underscore Blair underscore. Thanks so much for your time.